and welcome to our Awakening Moments podcast. Lori and I are so excited to spend some time with you. And Laura, I've been thinking about our past conversation about leadership. And I want to just circle back to women in leadership and some things I've just been pondering from our last conversation that I think would be a great starting point Love it. to talk about today. Okay. So, you know, as we've talked about, I have been in the professional world in management and now I'm in the church world in, in management, leadership, looking after staff and being able to help navigate decisions and help staff grow. And so I want to talk a little bit about interesting dynamics I've recognized in the business world and in the church world. And so, and this is in a broad sense, okay? And I'm not, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, this I'm not sweeping up our this. experience. Totally, this is my experience. I was in a financial sector, so whatever sector you're a part of, it could be very different. But for women, I was just thinking about the expectation on women in leadership. So, in the financial district that I was a part of, there was definitely this feeling of male power, super dominance, very difficult for women to be seen as equal, as just as smart, as having just as much of a capacity, wow. as being able to do the job just as well. It was a bit of a boys' club, and a breaking into that was difficult. Uh, thank you, God. I had an amazing boss who was a director who definitely wanted to make room for women that held, he could see the capacity and the gifting on made room for. And he was extraordinary, an extraordinary boss in that field and made, gave a lot of opportunities to my friend and I who were in that, in that world at the time. Anyway, it was very much a boys club. And even when you would go away, it was very much this feeling like you don't belong. You don't belong here. You shouldn't be paid like we're paid. You shouldn't, you haven't, you don't belong here. So but it, that has changed over time, I have to say. The culture of our office, because of my boss, he did pave a different way, was very respected. And I have but to as say, a generalization. Generalization. It was a boys club. Big wow. time. Big time. Wow, wow. And so it was very that's, intimidating. That's the experience of many women. I mean, you hear this story oh. again and again and again and again in you know the business world. Very like, much. This is the, their story. This like, is their story. You can't break into the boys club that's exactly like on our management team we had 12 males and uh and then we had three females and it became four and that was very intentional but it had been male many males for many years and so anyway that was the world and breaking in though we were always at all the major management meetings very small minority as far as that of being females in, in the representation so i know that world i know the feeling of that world and then, you know, that's been a very interesting thing to dine at, to go against. And actually, funny enough, I kind of enjoyed it because it was a bit of like, prove you're wrong. Oh, like, I love it. And you kind of yeah, had a band yeah. of girls like, we are the underdogs and we're going to, we're going to prove you wrong. Yeah. So that was a little bit different. Now, moving to the church world, there is a very different expectation on women in the church world. Now, there is that same, now I'm speaking specific to our experience, definitely have had people feel that women shouldn't be in leadership, has been voiced to me that, you know, it should be only a place of leadership should be male. That's the biblical text that they pull from. And we know that if you pull one scripture, make a theology on it or a couple scriptures, that's not a well, that's Mm -hmm. dangerous, exactly. But that's, that's how we feel about it. But that's been definitely proposed to me. I grew up, we grew up in an environment where that was celebrated, that women were behind the scenes, men were in leadership. And that was kind of the dominant viewpoint that the generations before us took, that we came out of, we emerged out of that, came in, when I came to Ottawa, that was 
revolutionary for me to see co-leading pastor Mrs. co-leading a church and how much leadership she had. I was in awe. And then watching in a governmental town, so many women in places of authority. I never grew up seeing that. They were teachers, nurses, and stay-at-home moms. And I am not diminishing. Those are the hardest jobs. And I celebrate all that, but I never saw anyone outside pretty much of that sphere of influence. And to see women as directors in government, leading things, owning businesses, very, that was eye-opening for me when I came to Ottawa. So all that to say, that was incredible. However, being in the church, I've recognized there's also a different component that does come with it. Not only do you struggle a little bit with that, and there still is, a, I think, a little bit of that that moves around in the circles of women in leadership. But being in a governmental town, I do believe it is, that barrier is a bit easier to break through with because of just the type of city that we live in. Um, however, there is something in the church world on a women in leadership that not only do we have to contend to step into those places of leadership, there is put on women this expectations to be like a mother. So when you are a bit firmer or when you're a bit more on the HR side in ministry, a bit more on bringing alignment, direct, direct, it's actually very, it's seen as rejection or you're not caring for me. You're not mothering me or nurturing me enough. I want a softer leader. I want someone that can be more there for me versus no, I'm actually your boss. Like I'm actually in a management or I am leading a church in a much bigger 30,000 foot viewpoint. And I have to be able to have the freedom to do that. But that expectation is very unique. And I think I, I definitely feel like men would have that too. I'm not taking away from men in pastoral roles, but I think as a woman, there is definitely more of a mothering expectation put on women. And I have felt that and I have I have kind of had to wrestle that out. And sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe I am too hard. But then I'm like, wait a minute. I'm actually, I'm in a work environment here. I'm trying to bring alignment. It's a weird tension that you hold in the church world that I never held in the business world, I was never thinking, wow, I have to be a very emotional, soft, safe place. I've got to nurture. I've got to definitely care, not be too HR oriented. No, you're more like, I've got to actually contend to show that I can prove that. So to switch to the other side is so unique to be like, I have to be more emotionally centered, more soft, more caring. It's a, it's an opposite, like from different gear shift. It's so different. So very interesting. I was just processing that from our last conversation that that's even another dynamic. Right, right. It's so true. And it comes down to honestly, like expectations. Yes. Expectations is such an interesting thing. And we all bring them unknowingly into every relationship we have. Mm -hmm. We expect someone to treat us a certain way, or we expect them to be a certain way, a way that we need them to be. I don't think we do it intentionally. I don't think we mean to, but then if our expectations aren't met, we're actually hurt by that. But yes. when you really take a step back and and look at, oh, okay, if what are the expectations I have brought into that relationship? You realize, oh, they didn't actually do anything to me. They just didn't meet an expectation that mm -hmm. I had. And like, what if, I think for some women, depending on how we're wired and we're all wired so differently, some women may approach their leadership 
with a very nurturing because that's a very natural outflow of their how they're wired and their personality and their characteristics but other women are not and it is not fair that it is an automatic expectation because I guarantee you that you don't go into that with that expectation if your boss is a man you don't Mm -hmm. look to him to be nurtured Mm -hmm. so it's an interesting additional expectation that we place on women um, in leadership that is not fair it's actually Mm -hmm. not fair Mm -hmm. and the other dynamic that's so interesting for women is that don't you find that women are very hard on women? Oh, yes, they are. They're so hard. We're so hard on each other. Yes. Which is also like, part of it is like, why? Why are we that way? Why are we so hard on each other? Like, why do we have lower expectations for the males in our lives and the relationships in our lives and place such high expectations on the relationships with the females in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is across the board. This isn't just like leadership to subordinate or leadership, you know, like colleagues. This is in friendships. This is in families. Like, like women, <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's because we like work so hard to be everything to everyone in our lives, whether first like it starts with our own mother and the role that she plays in our family. And then we, you know, begin to step into that in our lives, whether you're a biological mother or not, you know, nurturing the people God's placed around you, stewarded around you. And then all of a sudden that just becomes an expectation that you're going to be that all the time. I don't know. I don't know exactly why, but we do have higher expectations of the women in our life. And as a result of that, we are harder on the women and the women relationships in our lives. Wow. That's a really good point. It's so true. Do you know why? I don't know why. And I'm sure someone who has studied the psychological <laughs> side would be listening to be like, I know, I know, why. but I do feel like men and I'm, I don't want to, I'm just saying our experience and this is just very broad, Yeah, generalized. but there's a lot of task oriented things that you do. Whereas women, so much as emotion is tied to what we do in our relationships too. Yeah. Like if I think of my husband's relationship with guys, yes, he has emotional bonds with guys, but most they do stuff together. They'll go watch football together. They'll go and play sports together. They'll talk about certain things together but women it's much more heart oriented so there is this like not only do I do stuff with me you know me and because you know me you should be able to read that or do that for me you should know how much this means and we start to pull that from each other this expectations that you should like that that you should I expected more because we are more heart vested in many of our conversations are more heart oriented versus doing we could sit on a coffee and talk about heart stuff in two minutes you turn the gear from talking about what you cooked last night to talking about the deepest yeah your deepest fear (laughs) and how many times guys will say what did you talk about you're like what didn't we talk about you talk about everything everything in a conversation so because of that maybe that kind of pulls into this emotional expectation that you should know you know me and I've shared this with you why didn't you pick up on that I don't know it could be some of that but even the nurturing space of what women usually take in relationships with like starting with our mothers 
And uh, but I think that's so true what you've said. Usually it's unmet expectations is where pain comes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, let's circle back for just for a minute yep. on women in ministry and just yeah. some of the challenges that women in ministry face around even uh, from a theo- theological place. Because even I would say that in the environment of leadership that we've grown up in as far as um coming to life center uh, you know as far as our experience has been coming to life center as adults like it's very much been nurtured and cultivated the gifts that god has placed in us has you know there we've never really been held back or like shut down because we're women we've been really nurtured to step out really nurtured to rise up really nurtured to and then you and i have been very intentional as women to help to cultivate that in other women, really draw out of them the gifts that they have, really empower them to step out in who they are. Like we've been very intentional and over many years seen lots of women just sort of flourish in their God-given gifting, step out into ministry, step out into different volunteer positions, step out into different aspects of faith and spiritual gifts in, in a beautiful and profound way and just champion them in that. So like the world that we swim in really doesn't have that much um, coming against us in that in that sphere. Although I agree with you that on occasion it will pop up. Maybe somebody new comes into the community and they've grown up in a much more traditional complementarian uh, theology. And so they're like, wow, like there's a lot of women here. Wow. There's a lot of women preaching. Wow. There's a lot of women leading in different leadership positions Um, and had to have conversations about that or whatever, you know, to understand how we've gotten there. And it's so interesting to me when I think about that or when I get exposed to that or when even young girls who have grown up in a complementarian um, space want to have that conversation because they're processing giftings of leadership that they have, but struggling with, you know, how do they reconcile that with what the Bible says? And um, what's so strange about it is that when it's the water you swim in, when that empowerment culture for women is the water that you swim in, it's actually like almost hard for you to imagine a different pool that doesn't do that, that wouldn't want to do that. Like, why would you want to hinder half, probably more than half of the people sitting in your seats of them stepping out and flourishing in the gifts that God has given them? Like, why are we basing this on gender when we should be basing this on gifting? Like if your gifting is around the area of leadership or administration or pastoring, or then we should be basing it on the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given and empowered in them and not based on their gender. And if there are lots of men that are probably pastoring just because they're men, but probably shouldn't be pastoring because their gifts are not in pastoring and maybe they should be leaning into whatever gifts God has given them. Like, again, if we're just basing it on gender, I think we're so limiting the body of Christ. And the interesting thing is, and I've heard research um, that has said that this is like a complementarian theology is predominantly a North American issue. It, it, it almost does not exist around the world. It does. There are small pockets of it around the world. And obviously, like we see in places like the Middle East, there's an incredible like lack of empowerment of women, not in the Christian world though, No, <laughs> but in, you know, other like literally ethnic communities, there's lots of that. 
But in terms of Christianity across the world, this is a predominantly North American issue. So interesting, so interesting. And it does stem all the way back to like male dominance, misogyny, like it does stem back to in the roots of it that have come up through the church, these types of wrongful uses of power. And, um, but when we go to the scriptures, if we just talk about actually like where we find this in the scriptures, because often young girls, and I've wrestled this out myself personally, you know, often young girls will say, well, show me in scripture, show me in scripture because of the one place in the book of Timothy, where it says like women should not have authority over men. And, you know, when you look a little bit deeper, that word authority only appears that one time in that context, the actual Greek meaning of that particular root word, it doesn't, it's not in scripture anywhere else. So again, what that means is that it's really hard to cross-reference. That's how we get theology is by cross-referencing what the scriptures say again and again and again and again. And as it's repeated, then we understand it and we base a theology around it because this doesn't have any cross-reference anywhere else. We can't say with absolute certainty what Paul meant when he said that we've translated that word into English and it's the word authority, but we can't actually know for sure. And it's an actual theological term that we see in scripture. And so that's the one place that we've based this entire theology that again, for, for women who have believed that and lived under that, they have based it on that one scripture alone. Whereas if you look at the life of Jesus, like right from beginning to end, from the time that Anna, the prophet, the Anna the prophetess lays hands on him and prophesies over him to the very, very end with Mary receiving the message of the resurrection. I mean, you just see all through Jesus's life, you see this empowerment of women. You see the woman at the well, this interaction, she goes and shares the gospel. She preaches the gospel to her entire town and her entire town is saved. Like this is, it's all through the scriptures. But again, if you want to believe that and you want to live by that you can and listen i the holy spirit is he's not going to be hindered he's going to use you wherever you are and in whatever boxes we place him in he's gonna he's gonna move in the midst of that he really is because he wants to have his way but but i'm telling you it's hard for me as a person who has just never swam in that world since we sort of came out of our own church context and culture, which I would not say was vehemently against women in ministry. We just didn't see it modeled. Mm -hmm. I didn't hear it like preached against. No, no. We just never saw it. We never never saw saw it modeled. So didn't know it was an option until we sort of stepped into this pool that we've now swam in for like 30 years. Mm. So interesting. Sorry, that was a long rant, Rhonda. That (laughs) was actually a great teaching though. That was a great teaching for those that have been wrestling that out, wondering like what should people be in leadership? Why am I a woman struggling with so much leadership gifting, but I just don't know what to do with it? Is it biblical? Can I exercise this? Is this what God has for me? If I'm a woman, does that mean now I can't use leadership on a public platform that maybe it's just private no we're saying no this script we believe very much i love that you gave that teaching and we believe in the gifting that it is given by the holy spirit it's determined by the holy spirit and we have to steward the gifting that and the talents that he's given us and i know growing up Lori, as you're talking about that we never heard it preached that that's a really good really important we never heard that preached 
we never saw it modeled. So I remember struggling though with this, knowing not where to go with it. Why do I have such a passion for leadership that I just don't know who do I talk to about this? Who could even mentor me? I had no one, no women around me that I could look at, say they were in public ministry, someone that could say, this is how you can navigate and grow as a woman in leadership in ministry. I didn't see it until I came to Ottawa. And that was such a gift. I remember the first Sunday. And so this might be some of you listening. You've maybe been in a church perhaps where it is very much talked about that this is not a place for you to be able to exercise that or you just haven't seen it modeled and you're wrestling this out being like is this biblical what do i do with this so thank you lord for that teaching i think it's really important at the end of the day we are a body and god chooses the body parts like i didn't wake up and choose now we could try but honestly if it's not of god it's not going to work out but god chooses the body parts he tells us like he has chosen us for what we're created to be. And so what that comes down to is man doesn't choose that for us. God does. And the Holy Spirit equips and empowers and anoints. And we just have to step in and just be the vehicle and the vessel and the body part that he's chosen us to be as part of the body. So when you see the body not using half of its body, have you ever seen someone not able to fully use its body? It's actually so limiting and it's something that this is what God's using in the, in the natural world to say, be a body. You, you need your body to be together, working together, to be membered together. And so I think this is what we're talking about, the body working together. And you're an essential part of the body. How God's wired and created you has been God's design. And now it's about growing in the formation to become more like Jesus. So you could steward that with great grace and humility with the Holy Spirit. I love how you said man doesn't determine. <laughs> We're not saying men don't determine yeah. because honestly, this yeah. isn't a male. This isn't yeah. solely a male issue. No, there are lots of women. That's right. <laughs> that have had these conversations with us. Like it's not like mankind. Men. Yeah. Women. No, no, for sure. For sure. No, I, I was just joking. <laughs> human can't. I, we say humankind. Human, I guess that's humankind. Humankind. No, 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 no. But I, I just love it. I just thought that was so cute. <sighs> but, but isn't that interesting too? So is that true. it's not even just... And a lot of the women um, in le- in leadership, in church leadership that I've spoken to, again, it's other women yes. that have a problem. Yeah. Like, so this is the women, uh, no, like the women are hard on women issue coming up again. And this is another sphere that we see this coming to the forefront, which is so, so interesting. But this is one thing that I believe is true. And I don't know if you see this as well, Rhonda, or believe this, but you know, no matter where you find yourself, no matter what kind of church community you find yourself in, no matter even what limitations other people are placing on you, like if you have a gift of leadership, you are going to lead like you will, like you will find yourself in some way, shape or form, (laughs) bringing leadership to something. And it's going to start with wherever God has you planted with whatever he's placed in your hands. And I, I find that such a fascinating thing. Like you see, um, in different churches or church communities that are complementarian, you see that 
often they have a thriving women's ministry Mm -hmm. because they're allowed to have leadership with other women. And so they'll have this really thriving, like incredible vision oriented, like Holy Spirit driven women's ministry because there are women in that church that need to lead. And so they're going to find a space where they can bring those leadership gifts to the so true and it's so beautiful but like this is a place where i'm like oh god imagine if they were allowed to use those giftings if they were enabled and empowered to use those giftings in every level of leadership in those particular churches like what you're seeing in the leadership of these women that are incredible, like incredible leading large organizations, managing many volunteers, leading ministry, visionally leading many, many things. Imagine if they were brought to the decision-making table at some of these, you know, Mm -hmm. in some of these environments where again, they say that women are not welcome in that space of leadership. I'm like, oh, what a hindrance. And, and actually it's, it's your, you're just, you're just allowing that limitation. Like your whole organization, your whole ministry is just being limited by not allowing that gifting at the table. And at the end of the day, like, I think like God kind of takes care of all of that in the sense, do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, well, if you want to have that limitation on your org, okay, Mm -hmm. I, that's your call. I guess that's your call, but then you will be limited. Like Mm -hmm. you will be limited. Whereas I just love seeing both the empowerment, but the collaboration of all the gifts that are at the table, at the decision-making table in the highest levels of leadership, both like on our board, our council, our like leadership team, staff leadership team, our high levels of management in our organization. I just love that it is gifting based. And if you have a leadership gifting, that leadership is needed and necessary and brought to the table to make decisions for the organization. I, I love that. I love that. Oh, I do. Leaders going to lead. Totally. Leaders got to lead. That's exactly. We've got to be the body part God created us to be. And we just want to even say, this is not an anti man. No, like no, not in any way. This is about a yay. Jesus build your church conversation that we want the fullness of God and the expression of God through male and female and through generations too. That's a whole other conversation too. Somehow, if I have so many years in Jesus, I'm more qualified. So, and you're only a teenager. You know, we look even with Timothy and even Paul saying, don't be despised because you're young. Like step out, fan that flame. Like even then, sometimes the younger can feel dismissed because they're younger and may not have as much to bring and experience the table, but how God is using all of us as a body, male, female, generations, diversity of nationalities and race. It's beautiful. May it be on earth as is in heaven. This is exactly the expression of God. And so we are right now saying, yay, church, <laughs> yay, Holy Spirit, and yay, church. God, build your church, but we need every body part And it's about gifting and us stewarding that. And so I just want to say that right up. We need one another and we celebrate what God wants to do. And women, I think this is a beautiful reminder that we need to be super mindful of how we support one another, cheer one another on, not competitive, not territorial, not putting these unrealistic expectations. And sometimes taking a step back to say, would I expect this from my male boss as what I'm expecting from this female boss or leader in my life or this sister what am I expecting why am I expecting that from them 
what is it in my life that I've put this on them? Holy Spirit, you're meeting me where I'm at. Now, yeah, if there's real pain, real hurts to talk to, once again, we're not diminishing that, but sometimes it actually is something that we have to deal with. It's not even about that person. Actually, oftentimes it's about us. And so I think this has just wrapped up a lot of conversations about the body of Christ, about the challenges of being in leadership. And I think some of the women that you're listening today, we pray that this has encouraged your heart if you're in leadership and you're like, wow, this has just been, you've just talked right into some spaces I've been wrestling through. May you be encouraged. It's worth the wrestle. It's worth the wrestle because once again, as I feel like I say this over and over, we have a generation coming that's watching and learning and gleaning. So let's like work it through. Let's work it through because it matters. It matters that you work it through and you don't give up. Don't grow weary in doing good. In due season, you're going to reap a reward. So we encourage you. We cheer you on. Amen. So good. Have an amazing day.